Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. Debris, Jesse, we have debris! Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my wife, Kelly. Hello. Hello there. So we're back. We had a little brief hiatus. We went on vacation. It was fun. We actually were uh, we were in tornado warning while we were on vacation. We were. Tropical Storm Ilsa hit us. Last Thursday night, overnight, while we were at the shore, and uh, we all woke up to our phones blaring a tornado warning around midnight. Well, we actually woke up to those warnings through the wall of your sister's phone that <laughs> woke us up first, um, and you and I immediately went to see what the radar was like, what was going on. Is like obviously we needed to respect the polygon and uh, take warning, but we were in a condo building and. Pretty much the only place we could all go was the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not really sure where else we would have gone. No, in a condo building that has a... No, like, basement area. Yeah, there's no basement. There's no interior. There's no more interior than we already were. Right. So, um, but we were okay. Nothing came about. There was a radar-indicated rotation and two cells near us as a result of the remnants of... Or, or Tropical Storm Elsa literally passing... The, the the remaining eye was what about 20 30 miles north of us if that it was up in like Bethany I think Bethany Dewey area yeah I mean it was right yeah so and we were in that northeast quadrant we were hit uh, with with the good stuff we mm -hmm. got hit pretty good um, it didn't really impact the vacation much at all because it rained late Thursday really severe overnight and Friday was fine and really I don't know of any significant damage very limited any flooding we saw one palm tree that was in a big giant pot uh, yes. that had been knocked over been knocked over and yeah. the beach had eroded quite a bit yeah but that would eventually fix it, itself yeah. over time so right. um, no major issues all was good we had a great week <laughs> quote you know air quote relaxing week it was I don't know. Was it relaxing? It was busy. Um, no, it's not <laughs> relaxing. Nothing's relaxing when you have children. Yes. Vacation they, is just parenting with the at a different of, different spot. Yeah, and this time there's sand and sunscreen. Involved. Well, their favorite question on vacation is, "Okay, great. What are we doing next? What, what are we doing now? What are we going to do next? What's after this?" Sorry, we can't just sit uh, and relax. No, it's always 
well, you know, what have you done for me lately? And yeah, you took me to the beach this morning and then we were at the pool, but like, what are we doing now? And yeah, we, we played mini golf today and yesterday and the day before that, but now what? It's clearly, that's clearly not enough. No. So. No. Someday, but, I hope they want to relax on vacation and they have <laughs> children and their children. Do you think that's what my parents happen. were saying? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Our parents' generation everywhere just looks at our generation and shakes their head and Well, they're laughs. probably th- th- thinking, finally, a taste of your own medicine. <laughs> they're probably thinking, well, we couldn't just give our kids an iPad to play on for an hour. like. So you shouldn't have to either. <laughs> they really weren't on devices while they were there. They always wanted to be doing something. No, I mean, they spent a little bit of time playing games um, when we were, like, preparing dinner and things like that. Right. But for the most part, they were they were outdoor and entertained and... Way tanner than me. They do not get that. Well, they get me. that from me, so you're welcome. <laughs> Hopefully they we get my through, eyesight and your hearing. We went through how many containers of sunscreen in a we week? Did. We, we did a good job with that. We five containers in a week. Working to avoid uh, sunburn and future melanoma issues. Yes, we... <laughs> That's uh, the goal. We reapplied regularly for all four of us, and um, I think the only one that got any sunburn was Amy at the beginning. Yep. We took care of that. We applied... Liberally with the uh, sunscreen, and uh, we are better off for it. So, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, I don't know, fun's the right word, but it was interesting to be in the tornado warnings. We've been in tornado warnings before. We've talked on this podcast about what we went through in Indiana a few times, and we even had tornado warnings here at home. But having it happen at, literally at midnight on vacation in a place that doesn't offer a ton of protection, at least the protection you think of when sheltering from a tornado, which would be getting as low and interior as possible. Well, we couldn't do the low part. So No, I, uh, I also think that it hits a little different when you're part of a larger system like that. And it sounded different than storms here. It was a constant roar of wind. Um, and especially when those tornadoes were going off, it was it was like a train was going by outside. It was a very unique sound. I don't think I've ever heard a a sound quite like that before. Yeah, there were at least two, maybe even three um, radar indicator rotating um, systems in that about hour or so that we were pay- really paying close attention to it. There were no touchdowns in the part of Maryland that we were in. I can't re- recall if there were any in Delaware, but I know there were in New Jersey. New Jersey was the one they that they had two that for sure, an EF zero and an EF one. Right, but, but I don't, all the same system, all the same bands. They just moved yeah. up and well, north of us. And what worked in our favor, probably not getting hit by tornadoes and also not having as severe flooding or wind damage, is the system picked up so much speed. I think it was moving at sixty miles per hour by the time it got to us. So that really helped. Uh, Think the, the system moved through quickly and not have a... Well, I don't know if the whole storm was, but those cells those, were... This, yeah, the cells that were hitting us yes, were, were moving yeah. very, very, very quickly. By the time the warning went off and we're pulling up the radar to even see what they're talking about, it's past. <laughs> because... Yeah, well, well, the, well, then we started worrying about that so one that was offshore. They started pointing out to that one that mm-hmm. they had a radar-indicated rotation, and that one was going to pass right over us as well. But thankfully, there were no, uh, no uh, reported touchdowns. So we're all good. Let's talk about the movie. Should we uh, watch and listen to Minute 67? Okay. All right, let's do that now.
storms are likely to continue to develop. Some of these storms will likely move to Europe through tornadoes, large-scale, and gusty winds. Due to significant vertical shear, damaging tornadoes are possible. The threat for severe weather is expected to continue tomorrow morning when the dry line is clear of area. Hurricanes and listening areas will remain alert throughout the night for changing weather conditions and then for later statements and possible warnings. All right, there you go. That lots was of, it. Lots of action so there. No dialogue whatsoever. Totally uh, talk about this minute. Very in-depth. A lot to cover. I, I actually do want you to go back. Sure, yeah. And I want we'll you definitely to step through it. Pause. Uh, keep going. Okay, so what are they showing here? The Shining. It's the Galaxy. I know it's the Shining. Is it Galaxy Psycho? Drive-In. Is, is that... Is the next one. It says... I'm not sure you're going to be able to make it out. Night of... The Shining and... Is it Psycho? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's so it's a double feature. The Shining and Psycho. A Night of Terror? Is that what it says? Night and of... I can't... A Night of Horror, maybe? Something like okay. that. So they're they're seeing The Shining, which obviously you recognize whenever... I always... I guess I... Of, I'm pretty sure that says A Night of Horrors. Okay. The Shining and Psycho at the Galaxy Drive-In Theater. I always thought... I guess I never really pictured in my head that the the garage that, that where they're working on the vehicles was I thought it was like at the drive-in for some reason like I thought it was I don't know why they'd be, it'd be like a garage drive-in duo but it's apparently I across the street I was going to say I think it's across the street I guess I never really gave it much thought it, I mean you never see them running across a street so i guess i figured it was it was like one big parking lot complex i don't know how i pictured it in my head but this clearly shows that it's across yeah, the street the mobile gas station yep. so they're at like a garage and there's the motel and, and it's like all there's a penzoil sign there i, I have like, to say that if we were at the drive-in theater with the girls now we would never ever take them to see the shining and psycho because they would never sleep again i don't want to see the shining and psycho however if there was if i could see lightning i'd be like well it's time to go Right. <laughs> like, there's clearly lightning flashing in the sky. And nobody even... I mean, all these Oklahomans... Oklahoma Oklahomians? Oklahomians. 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 They just they call them Sooners. All these Sooners are just like, hey, beautiful night full of lightning and thunder. Let's go to the drive-in. What magazine is she reading there? Mm, it's like Chana- a fa- oh, well, that's a back ad. It's, it's an ad. It must be a fashion magazine. Chanel, it's Chanel. ad. She doesn't seem like the Chanel type. No? She's as much as Chanel type as I am. Okay. Um, yeah, so the minute starts off, you know, we're at the drive-in. We're, uh, you know, s- still seeing all the couples. Doesn't it kind of give you like a, a 60s? 50, yes, or, I was, yeah. going to say, like, they, they all kind of you- look really dated there. I mean, even, like, the waitress there or whatever she is at the concession stand just kind of looks dated. Maybe not the jean shorts, but... No, uh, but the like hair and I mean the the couple that they kind of pan past there, the guy looks like Elvis, <laughs> like he's an Elvis wannabe. The vehicles no, are the, for the most part older. Um, the, the vehicles are definitely um, very eighties, early nineties. Well, some of them, but some of them here, so look like, like well, like even this first guy that we started on, where I was like, look at his face. And now right. you pan to this couple walking, but like, look at their, like, they yeah, could like be, she's got the high ponytail. Yeah. And then this one, especially, this is the one that really does it. Yeah. He's got like a, a collared yeah, a shirt collared on. Collared plaid shirt. He, I mean, clearly looks like Elvis. Her hairstyle. Yeah. It just, it does. It looks, it says very, it says 
50s, 60s to me. Like so 50s, who's 30s, behind 60s. him? Yeah, what is, that's kind of creepy. So I just noticed creepy. that as well. I'm guessing there's another couple back there. Like they're on the bed of the truck, maybe. Oh, okay. It's really it's weird. Just, that, yeah, it did like look really creepy. Sinister there for a grin under his, over his shoulder. But, uh, um, oh, and the classic scene where the little boy from The Shining notices the twins in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come play. We with get us. more of that. We'll get more of that here this minute. But, um, yeah, there's uh, still a vacancy at the motel. Oh, but I mean, that looks so. Classy, I'm surprised that's not full up all the time. So, literally no dialogue. Now, I guess one of the things I wanted to there's point out... I dialogue. Hone in. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of emotion going on. Is this radio that's that's talking? Um, I wonder if the voice on the radio is a, a, meteor, a broadcast meteorologist like they did at the beginning with the TV meteorologist. Mm-hmm. Um is it an actual meteorologist giving a weather report, weather update, or is it just, you know, some random person that they were like, here, read these lines and we'll smash it together. But they have the music playing. Can you turn it up a little for me so yeah. I can hear the... First of all, great soundtrack. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Upper level disturbance, dry line, vertical shear. And and notice that one of the things we've talked about previously is the big ones that they chase at the end, the climax of the of the film, is in the morning. And mm-hmm. he said in that little blurb the there little that with, with the disturbance the way it is and the intense vertical shear and the dry line moving, these are going to continue through morning. Well, there you go. So so little tiny background. It's, it's, it's presented for you at the forefront because there's no dialogue over top of it. There's the music playing, but they give you good meteorology there mm-hmm. that, was, that was well written, well done. And they give you a little bit of foreshadowing for what's to come. So... I, I never noticed that before. I, you know, the music goes over top of it a bit, and you are focused, like you said, on uh, the eye and emotion that's going the on in I-log. the scene between the eye lock, the what? The eye lock. Dialogue, but with the eyes. I see. see I see what, I what did you there. did. I got you. Yeah, it's very clever. I am very clever. Between Bill and, and Joe and, and, and the chasers, and everyone's a little bit, it's a little awkward. I mean, it's a lot awkward. That just happened. She, he looks hopeful, and she looks like, don't. Don't start talking to me. That's her. That's what her face. But is. I don't know that she's mad or angry. I think she's upset. You know nothing, John Snow. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone's just kind of like, oh, man, it wasn't great. Was a rough right? one. It wasn't great. He doesn't know what to think. He doesn't know what it's to awkward. do. Awkward. Yeah. He's a do I do boy. I talk to her or do I not? We clear She's things got up. some RBF going on there. Yeah. So, but good, good. So that was minute 67. Do you have anything else to uh, to say about that minute? Just to reiterate how great the soundtrack is. It's such a good soundtrack. It is very it's good. Great. It's great. It's wonderful. Yep. Like that one. Just like we like the uh, Armageddon soundtrack. That's mm-hmm. a good one. I believe the song that's playing in this minute is Alison Krauss and the... 
something street band. I'd have to look at oh, it. Oh, really? Al- Alison Krauss, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I posted a few things over the last few weeks since we've been gone. You know, last time we talked about um, Alec Baldwin's movie coming up, Supercell, but I, I posted a funny picture about a dad pose and, and Bill's uh, sniffing the dirt from one of the earlier scenes we talked about. There was also a post about, um, and we mentioned this, is Twister a disaster movie? This was the greatest disaster movies of all time ranked, and Twister came in at number two. What was number one? Uh, that's a great question. Oh, you know what? I, I think it was. I think it was the day after tomorrow. At number one. Yeah. I still haven't seen that all the way through. Yep. Day after tomorrow, one. Twister two. Deep Impact what, three. What was their reasoning for making putting that above? I, I, I don't even know who. The, oh, did this Volcano from, make the this? List? Is from Ranker. It was. I got it from the Chive. I saw they po- they posted. I believe the Twister photo was like their cover photo. So I was like, ooh, I got to see where it ranked. Um, but it was done, the voting was done via ranker, and that allows people to up, up or down vote things. As opposed to dogs? Yes. Um, what did you ask now? What was their, did they give a justification? No, there was no justification. Did Volcano make the list? Yes, it did. Did Dante's Peak make the list? Right there. Outbreak, which I haven't seen. There's Armageddon. good. 2012. Oh, no, 2012 was the cover. make the list? Yeah, I told you it was three. Oh, I ignored you. Poseidon Adventure, which I talked about. Oh, Perfect Storm is is a good one. Um, Contagion. That's a great book, The Perfect Storm. Contagion. There's Volcano. Towering Inferno, which I'm not familiar with. Backdraft, which I believe mm-hmm. I made you watch. Did I make you watch Backdraft? No, or we've wanted, talked about I it. I wanted but I've to never make you watch it. Backdraft. But again, that one to me isn't a disaster film. That's a firefighting film. Like, if fires are disasters, I guess. I think I, it depends on the scale. Like, I, I'm, is I'm talking, everything under a city on fire? No. That's a disaster it, it's, film. It um, deals with arson and... So the the lava knocked on the door before it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, War of the Worlds, Tremors. Oh War of the Worlds is a sci-fi S- sci-fi movie. disaster. It's, well, said, and same thing with Tremors. Have you seen Tremors any of the Tremors? A, oh yeah, I've seen multiple okay. of them. Uh, Twenty-eight days later, the core. World War Z and Reign of Fire. So they did a top twenty. I'm not familiar with the. I'm, I'm familiar with World War Z. Haven't seen it. But that that's a zombie movie. Like they they're they're kind of right. Too many genres. A bunch of genres in here together. Um, I get, but it's they're saying disaster movies, right? They're not saying natural disaster. No, movies. they just in just our, disaster. I think just in our disaster. minds we kind of make yeah. I that guess when I'm thinking disaster movies, I'm thinking natural disaster, weather, asteroids, weather, volcanoes, Earth, yeah, hurricanes. Um, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I like, agree. I think like we're zombie a stuff. Too I'm not close-minded. There. Even like the core. I mean, I guess that's closer to what we're talking about, but that again, yeah, that's. I know more... we saw that, but I don't remember the. No, premise I haven't for seen that. that. Okay. I haven't seen well, that. Well, I saw it, but I can't remember the premise um, of why they have to travel to the core. But yeah, like I don't consider War of the Worlds a natural. It's obviously not a natural disaster movie, but I, this yeah, you're right. They're very generic with what disaster movies. But I was just happy to see Twister make the list, and it was number two. So very good. Lots of good movies on this list. And then the last thing was. One, but whatever. Last thing was, I read a cool article. Um, it was mentioned on the Stormfront Freaks podcast about one of the greatest um, days of storm chasing, tornado chasing ever was back in right around Memorial Day 2016. And I read an article about it. In the article, there was a video, and I, I watched the video. Uh, it was kind of tangentially related to it. It was about uh, a storm chaser that um, is worried about storm chasing becoming even more popular and not meteorology experts and people who have been storm chasing 
they're not the only ones doing this anymore and it's it's kind of getting more dangerous mm-hmm. but inside of it there was a, a really cool tidbit um and i posted this on the, our facebook page of the did you know from 1994 through 2004 individuals pursuing bachelor of science degrees in meteorology jumped by 47 percent this substantial increase is mostly attributed to the l- release of the movie twister and is referred to as the twister effect well i can honestly say it it had an impact on me on choosing us. meteorology. Yeah. It was certainly not the sole reason. And it is for, for people out there who don't realize, because you know, you hear a lot of a lot of not very nice things said about meteorologists sometimes and the career choice. That you know, you get to be wrong fifty percent of the p- time. People that stuff, don't but, know anything about it or people that just have no taste in jokes. Right. But it is a very difficult degree to get. It is advanced calculus. It is advanced physics. It's fluid dynamics. It's um, we, microdynamics. It's it's a lot of science and math. Meteorologists take higher level mathematics than mathematic education majors. Yes. And I would <laughs> like to say that is true regardless of what meteorology track you're following we you and i did not choose to follow forecast meteorology or broadcast meteorology no i was climatology you were climatology i was atmospheric science um but we took the same upper level courses no matter which track you were following those tv broadcast meteorologists are very highly educated people they they also know their technology. They're the ones creating oh, yeah. those maps, by and large. Yeah, I mean, they and have they to know they... the IT side of it, but they also have to know. And they don't just, like, pull up a forecast somebody else made. They are looking at the models and, and putting their own knowledge to use right. in what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. They're not just pulling up a Google search page and spitting out a forecast. They're really – there's a lot that goes into it, and people don't realize – how much effort it takes the right blend of n- knowledge expertise and charisma to be a broadcast meteorologist yeah and we knew quite a few of them that we graduated with that are successful broadcast mm-hmm. meteorologists now and they they had a kind of different aura about them a different um way of carrying themselves than you and i the the lowly <laughs> geeky <laughs> you know I, I'm going to study climate change and and atmospheric chemistry kind of people. Um, I never wanted to be a broadcast meteorologist. No, that I, wasn't that wasn't my thing either. I did not think that I could do it. It would make me too nervous to be in yeah, front of a not a not screen. a big camera camera person. And I was really never interested in the forecast part of it. I wasn't terrible at it, but I wasn't great at I was it either. More interested in it, but it didn't grab me as much as research and statistics. Yeah, I mean, I really liked. Data. Learning about, yeah, I liked the data. I liked um, learning about climate change and how humans were affecting it. I liked atmospheric chemistry. Obviously, that led me to my current career. Um, yeah. This well, is tangentially related to that we, uh, original degree. but We mentioned in an early episode, it may have been our first episode, you, you talked about it, that we graduated with uh, you know many that went into broadcast, but we know for sure that our um, – Fellow Penn State meteorology grads, uh, Lindsay and Scott, and they've mm-hmm. been all sure. over the country at different stations and have been very successful. We um, um, we have someone who graduated with that works at the National Hurricane Center. Mm-hmm. We, yep. Um, and um, he, I, I dare say, now I don't know him very well personally. He's an acquaintance. However, he 
I think was more directly influenced to be a meteorologist because he grew up in Florida and was directly hit by Hurricane Andrew. Yeah, I believe he was from South Florida, the Miami region. Yeah, and I think that experience, he like fueled a lifelong passion of hurricanes and tropical weather. And and so, you know, it's not all because of Twister. (laughs) No. Some of it is life experiences. No, but I think for our age group, that was kind of something that put it over the top or for many maybe that are a little younger than us gave them the interest to continue to research it and hone in on it once they got into high school and consider a career in the field. Yeah. And I also think personally, I was really interested in weather before Twister came out. I think the reason that I liked Twister so much was I already had an interest in severe weather and it was just sort of helped build on that and make me realize that it could be a career. Right. Not just, oh, I like watching storms roll by, but it could be a career understanding how they work. And and originally my plan was to be a storm chaser. That didn't – is not exactly how my career path went, but that was the intent for a while. Well, it may not be careers, but maybe it will be a bucket list item to maybe. Get, get to do at some point in time. We're not bringing the kids for that one. No, we won't be bringing the kids for that one unless uh, one of them is in – the Department of Meteorology somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Natalie works, wants to work for NASA. Hey, so. I'm, I'm cool with that. I think that would be awesome. We could visit her at the Houston Space Center and then drive a little bit north yeah, and chase some storms. Do a little road trip, a little, little road trip down uh, yep. through uh, Tornado Alley down to, down to Texas. So, mm-hmm. Anything else to say about Minute 67 of Twister? No, I've tangented long enough. <laughs> Making up words this episode. That's fine. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back again soon with Minute 68. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more. Two, three, four.